podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Thursday, before Liverpool take on Manchester City in the Premier League, in what is a massive game for both sides, us, as we try and get our act together and get back into the top four, and City, as they attempt to win the Premier League title for the third year in a row. That's for later. And maybe not at all. Myself and Carl are going to record Scouted today, so we'll look at it then. I'm not looking forward to this game. I can say that. But, you know, we do tend to turn up against the bigger teams. What I wanted to do today, which is something that Nikki asked me to do a while ago and we were going to do as a Scouted, was take a look at the bottom nine, the teams that could get relegated or look like they will get relegated in some cases and see what players I would take at Liverpool for them. Because I'm not going to get to do it on Scouted with Carl because there's too many games coming up. We won't have time. I don't want to wait till summer because the season will be over. So this is just a quick pass through of all nine teams. So we'll start with Palace. We'll work down the league from 12th to 20th. Joel Ward, no. Tyreek Mitchell, if Robbo could get back to his best level and we were selling Costas and looking for just a backup left-back, Tariq Mitchell's not bad. I really like Mark Wehi, but I don't think he's tall enough to be a Jurgen Klopp centre-back. I would definitely take Olise. I would take Eze. I would take Wolf Zaha. I understand many wouldn't, but I would. I would take Czech Dekure. I think he's very good. Ahamada is going to be a very good player, but I don't think he's quite ready yet. But as a sixth or seventh midfielder, absolutely. The definites would be Eze, Olise, Zaha and Dekure. They're the ones I would take without a second thought. Uh, On to Wolves. I would take Aitnuri. I really like Nathan Collins. I'm not sure how he would fare in our back line, given it plays so high. He's not the quickest. He's not slow, but he doesn't have the type of pace that our centre-backs tend to have. Now, Joel Matip isn't quick, and he's made it work, so potentially it could work. If Collins was your fourth centre-back, I think you'd be happy. I would take Pedro Neto, though I do worry about the injuries. I love Ruben Ruben Neves, but You'd need to change how our midfield functions to fit him in. I do very much like Matthias Cunha. I would take him. 
I would take Matthias Nunes still. And I think he does make some sense for us in that left-sided eight role to have him and Thiago rotating there. The issue is Nunes doesn't really make sense if we sign Jude and Mason Mount. If it's just Jude or just Mount, then Nunes makes more sense as the left-sided one to rotate with Thiago. Jude and Mount together don't really make a ton of sense other than a box midfield or a diamond, or if Klopp has plans to turn Mason Mount into a false nine type. Jude and Mount in a three is just, is not something I want to get on board with. You're going to be wasting one of them because one of them will have to play the left-sided role, which is more defensive, more controlling, and not suited to either of them. Jude is an active defender. He's not a good defender. And Mount presses well, but isn't someone who tracks well. So I would take Nunes. I'd take him if we were getting one of the other two. If we're getting both of the other two, the issue I have there is I don't think we'll sign a fourth, even though we need four. Because if you get Jude, Nunes and Mount and you play a diamond, then Mount is your 10, Jude and Nunes are your eights. You still need that holding midfielder, that number six, because Fabinho needs to be replaced this summer. Even if he transitions into a a depth role, if he's the backup, that's absolutely fine, but we do need a starter. Same thing goes if we move to a box midfield where Jude plays on the right and tucks in. Mount plays on the left and tucks in. Nunes can play in that double pivot, but you need someone next to him. And again, I just... I don't feel it's going to be, it should be, I don't feel it should be Fabinho. Uh, Joe Gomes is interesting, but needs time to settle and and develop. That's all we'll take from Wolves. Uh, Moving on to Leeds, Melier is a firm no. I do very much like uh, Brendan Aronson, and I'd have interest in him. I do like Tyler Adams play right back, centre midfield or holding midfield. So he does have versatility that would be useful. I do like Jorginho Ruter, though he hasn't shown much since joining Leeds. I like Weston McKenney, but I don't think he's good enough to start for us. Uh, I really like Wilfred Nanto. I would take him. And Darko Gabby, I would take the young kid that they got from City as part of the um, Calvin Phillips deal. I, I would take him. I think he's got big, big potential as a box-to-box midfielder. He's huge. It's like six five, powerful. I would take him. On to Everton. The only player from Everton I would have any interest in is Amadou Onana. He's the only player I would want at Liverpool. If we played a different way, I I do like Dwight McNeil, but he's also just plateaued the last couple of years. But Onana's the one that I would take there. Uh, Nottingham Forest... Morgan gives White without question. I think he's excellent. 
Musa Niakata is not bad as a backup to Virgil. Musa Niakata would be a good signing. Brennan Johnson, I would take. I do like Emmanuel Dennis, but he's had a stinker of a season. I would take the Neo without doubt. So I'll go Gibbs White, Niakata Johnson, and the Neo from Forest. Uh, on to Leicester. There'll be a bunch here because there's a lot of talent. Rogers just wastes it. I would take James Justin. Injuries are an issue, but as a backup to Trent, who can also play left back, who can also play holding midfield, who can also play centre back in a three, I would take James Justin. I'd definitely take Harvey Barnes. I really like Yuri Thielemans, but he's so slow. I'd have to pass. I would definitely take James Madison. I would take Victor Christensen, the young left-back they signed in January. I would definitely take Jewsbury Hall. He'd be a nice fit on the left of our three. Jewsbury Hall is someone you could develop into that ideal left-sided eight. Ndidi's injuries just make him a no-go, unfortunately. It... He's had so many injuries over the last couple of years. He's played 18 games in the league this season. Last season, he played 19. The year before, 26. That's very concerning that it just continues to get worse for him. Moving on to West Ham. Uh, I would take Ben Johnson as a backup to Trent. I would take Skimaka because I really like him. I'd probably take Fornals. I would take Lucas Paqueta without doubt. Uh, Ariola as a backup goalkeeper. Nayef Agard, I would take if he didn't have the injuries. Declan Rice doesn't work in a, a three-man midfield for us. He's not good enough as a six. He needs <clears throat> needs to play box to box next to somebody who sits and holds and runs the game. The ideal person to put him next to is someone like Enzo Fernandez. That's why he'll be better for Chelsea than he would be for us, but the fee is going to be ridiculous. Like He's a 45 to 50 million pound player and they're going to ask for 80 to 90 million, which it just isn't in keeping with reality. Uh, Bournemouth. I take Lloyd Kelly as a, a backup to Robbo, who could be your fifth centre-back. I prefer him at left-back than centre-back. I take Owatara. He he is rapid. I would definitely take him. I'd take Hamad Traore. If we weren't getting Jude, Hamad Traore would be an interesting right-sided age for us. And I would take Zabarni, the young Ukrainian centre-back. I, I think he's very good. Having him as a backup to Kanate would be strong. And then Southampton. Um... I take Walker Peters as a backup to Trent. I take Seiko Mara as a fifth or sixth forward. I take Sulemana without question. I take Livermento. I take Livermento over Walker Peters as a backup to Trent without doubt. I think Livermento is an enormous talent. He is coming back from a torn ACL, which is a concern, but he's so, so good. 
Uh, Samuel Adozi, I would take. He's super talented. Carlos Alcaraz, I want to see more, but he is very talented. I would take Basunu as a backup to Allison. I would definitely take Bella Kotchup. I think if he was your third centre-back, you'd be in good shape. I think he's going to be fantastic. And without doubt, I would take Romeo Lavia. At Romeo Lavia, if you if we got the three that we're linked with and Lavia, if we got Jude, Mount, Nunes and Lavia, that would be really strong. If you want to drop out either Nunes or Mount, that's still really strong. Lavia is really, really good. And he's only 19. He's just turned 19 in January. Super high ceiling. If we got him him and Jude, like if you were looking long term, if we got him and Jude, and if Stefan continues to develop the way we hope he'll develop, then Jude is the right side, Stefan is the left side, and Lavia as the six. For the long term, like and I do mean long term because you're talking about a nineteen year old, sorry, two nineteen year olds and an eighteen year old, like that would be close enough to ideal in four years if they all develop the way we expect them to. So if you can add a couple more experience bits in with that, and we you know, we have Fabinho, and if Fabinho and Lavia can split minutes, then that helps, but I'd, I'd potentially rather add one more into that mix. Again, on the left side, Thiago and Stefan, I'd rather add someone in like Alexis McAllister or somebody to split minutes there. And then on the right, you've got Jude, you've got Curtis and you've got Henderson. So if you've got Jude, Curtis and Henderson as the right side, that's set. Tiago, Alexis and Stefan on the left side, that's set, or that would be set. And then let's say Lavia, Fabinho. I mean, you wouldn't even need to go for someone like Ugarte, as great as he is. You could go for somebody who's just you know, a more experienced, cheaper option who can do the job for 15 to 18 starts a season. Elias Shiri of Cologne, if they go down, could be interesting. Gary Medell says guy. Um, Florian Grilich, he just if he didn't have the injuries, he'd be really interesting. But he's always hurt. Rani Kadir is not quite good enough. These are players on a free. Who's at a contract next summer that could be of interest? I mean, if you could manage Ndidi in that situation, then he he could become interesting. Amrabat might be the one. I know people have kind of turned their nose up a little bit. But if you had Amrabat, Fabinho and Lavia to, to rotate in that role... And let's say we sell Fabinho in 12 months. That could make sense. Then you've got Amrabat and Lavia. Uh, Anton Stack of Mines. He's not brilliant, 
but he's reliable. He could be that other one. Amrabat might just be worth the gamble because he's he's more dynamic than Fabinho, but he has the same type of game. He's good on the ball and off the ball. Same goals with Lavia. And if you could just split the games between them, like there's going to be injuries, there's going to be whatever, but if you've got Amrabat, Fabinho, and Lavia, that might work really well. So Jude, Curtis Henderson, Amrabat, Fabinho, Lavia, Thiago, Alexis, Stefan, that could be really good because Fabinho and Thiago and Henderson will all be moving on in the next couple of years. So there'll be more and more games then for the younger players. Like Jude would be a starter automatically anyway. But it would be mean more games in rotation for Curtis on the right, more games for Lavi in the middle, and more games for Stefan on the left as the three older ones move on. And then you're looking to bring in the next kind of generation of younger players. And maybe maybe it's Tyler Morton becomes the third option on the left. Maybe Bobby Clark becomes the third option on the right. And you just have to look for somebody. Maybe there's somebody in the academy, I don't know, who can be that third option as the six. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad midfield three. Well, bad midfield nine, but it'd be, you know. Emre, I, I would take, Guy mentioned Emre, he's up in 2024. I would take Emre. I know a lot of people wouldn't. I absolutely would. But he is 29, so that's that's the concern. Um, Amrabat's out of contract in 2024. Would you get him for 25 million? You probably would. I think you'd get Alexis for 55, maybe. That's 80. And Jude is going to be 100-ish. One of the midfielders are out of contract over the next two years till we add to this fanciful idea that we might sign three, despite the fact that we need four. Um... Yusuf Fafana, he'd be interesting. He could play as a six, has played as a six. You could go him instead of Amrabat if you wanted. A little bit of Fred in your life, no? Um, Nicholas Dominguez is an interesting one. He's not a six, but he's a, he'd be a solid eight. Florian Newhouse is at a contract in 2024 as well. Um, we had strong interest in him a couple of years ago. For those that will say Declan Rice had a contract next summer, no, he's not. West Ham have an option year in his contract and they will be taking it up. Who's had a contract this summer? Uh, Rabio. Moldehood. Hood. 
that's about it that's of interest or or realistic. Bellingham, Amrabat. Bellingham, Amrabat, Lavia and Alexis is four midfielders and that is what we need and that would give us a complete midfield. Push Harvey into the forward line. So you've got Harvey and Moe on the right and Ben Doak. Harvey, Moe and Doak on the right. That's pretty strong. You've got Darwin, Jota and Kate Gordon through the middle. And then you've got Diaz, Gakpo and Carvalho as the left side. So you've got three then in all six positions from midfield to attack with four signings. Then at right back, Trent, Olaena, and on a free, what I think is a no-brainer. And Calvin Ramsey, there's your three. I'd like us to buy a left back. I'm not certain that we will. I don't think that we will. I think we might just roll into next season with Robbo, Costas, and then say Owen Beck is the third one. Right side centre-back, I'd be selling Joe Gomez and Joe Matip without a shadow of a doubt this summer. So you go Kanate. I think Maxence Lacroix would be a really good signing. Like a really good signing. And Ashley Phillips from Blackburn is someone I'd really like us to get. That'd be your three there. Virgil. Again, I think we need somebody. The dream is Levi Caldwell, but I don't think the money will be there. If you could get Bella Koch up instead of, or Bella Koch up along with Lacroix, it would be great. But they apparently want a left footer. So maybe you go Bella Koch up as the right side centre-back behind Ibu and Mickey Vandenveen as the left-sided one behind Virgil. Now, he's he's really talented, but he doesn't fill me with confidence when it comes to the aerial stuff, even though he's huge. He doesn't contest enough in the air. That might change at a different club with a different partner. But those two, you get Bella Kotchup and Van Der Veen, you're, you're going to be set when you go add them to Ibu. So you've got Virgil, Van Der Veen, and, and you just keep Sepp Sep Vandenberg as the third one there. And then in goal, sell Kelleher, bring in Ron Robert Zeeler on a free. Allison Zeeler and Pitaluga. So you're talking 100 for Jude, 25 for Amrabat, 55 for Alexis. That's 180, 40 for Lavia, 30 for Bella Kotchup. That's 250. You're still talking 280 with Van de Veen. You've probably got 20 for ah, 15 for Kelleher, 20. Five maybe for Gomez, that's 40. 10 for Matip is 50. There's not a whole lot else to sell. It's too much to do in one summer anyway, because we've just left ourselves in this situation, but it is what it is. Um, I'm going to stop now. And uh, we will look at, this is Anfield, four players who need to step up for Liverpool's top four finish. Um, 
I think narrowing it down to four is is something in its own right. Uh, Trent is one. Jota is two. Henderson is three. And Virgil is four. Yeah, hard to argue. Hard to argue. Um, I mean, the captain's been fucking awful for three years now. So the fact that he's still playing shows where the squad has gone wrong. Virgil has been really poor this season. Trent has been really poor this season. And Jota, I mean, we're we're approaching a year since he scored. So, you know, that needs to change. Um, Jurgen Klopp on the 127 midfield reboot that never was. Liverpool's midfield at this point should be prime Ox, prime Fabinho, prime Naby Keita. But instead, it's broken down Fabinho, broken down Ox, broken down Naby, two of whom will leave on a free this summer. And Fabinho might be sold as well. So that's less than ideal. Uh, Liverpool shirt, oh, the shirt number thing we went over yesterday. Um, there's a piece about the zone in significant TV rights offer to end the 3 p.m. blackout. There's a report going around that Chelsea wants 70 million for Mason Mount, which is absolutely ridiculous given he's one year left on his deal. There's a few other bits and pieces. Two former Liverpool players up for the Hall of Fame. Premier League has unveiled their 15-man shortlist for the next inductions into the Prem- into the Hall of Fame, including two former Liverpool players. The full list, Tony Adams, Saul Campbell, Michael Carrick, Peter Cech, Andy Cole, Ashley Cole, Jermaine Defoe, Les Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, Robbie Fowler, Gary Neville, Michael Owen, John Terry, Yaya Toure, Nemanja Vidic. Um, I mean, Steve McManaman should be in before Owen and Fowler, purely based on era. Like, I know he played with both of them, but he came into the team before them. He was our best player in the 90s. As much as we adore Fowler, McManaman was our best player in the 90s. Um, Adams will get in. Uh, they, they all will get in eventually, but how many are going to get in? Oh, there's only three players going in. So from this list, Adams should be a no-brainer. Campbell is the best of the centre-backs, but in all likelihood, John Terry and Rio Ferdinand will get in. Ashley Cole, second-best left-back in the Premier League era for my money after Dennis Irwin. Um, to only put in three is is a little bit of a jip. Now, I know it's in part because they've put two managers in, but neither of our lads are getting in if there's only three going in. Uh, Liverpool.com. Liverpool are already free to agree transfer as Mason Mount Saga takes new twist with fresh news. Uh, as a piece on Jude, Virgil van Dijk's new teammate is exactly what Liverpool need as Jurgen Klopp's Fabinho heir. Uh, 
Matt Sweefer. I'm, I'm going to suggest this was maybe the first time this person had watched Matt Sweefer play. Um, if they think he's a perfect Fabinho heir, uh, heir. Like, there's a reason he's 23, still playing in the Netherlands and only now getting into the national team. It also describes him as towering. Um, I wouldn't suggest that a six foot two person is towering, but he there's definitely he's definitely a good player. But they've based this off watching him against Gibraltar. So no, he wouldn't be the perfect Fabinho heir at all. A few of the bits and pieces there, you can check them out yourselves. On AnfieldIndex.com, we have a scouting report of James Ward-Prowse. Uh, three words, some James Ward-Prowse up, not good enough. There is a piece on Stevie G, written by Stephen Smith. What next? I, I mean, if we can, if we can get him in to some sort of academy coaching role, if he's willing to do that, could be ideal. He's he's not a good manager. And we shouldn't be considering him as our next manager. But he, his ability to help us recruit could be interesting. I do wonder if you put Stevie running the academy, how that might work. Because I don't think Alex Inglethorpe has done a particularly good job in his time in the academy. Haven't seen any improvement in terms of the caliber of players that are coming out from before Inglethorpe's time. Trent aside, most of the others that have come that are coming through, we we bought. They weren't players we found locally and developed. Everton still do a better job at that. Other clubs are coming into the Merseyside area and taking some of the best talent, like Joe Gelhart and people like that. Um, no new podcasts up since yesterday, but we will have a scouted up today. And that'll do me for today, folks. Thanks as always. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.